and welcome to another episode of Geek This Podcast. I'm David Hunt, here along with our, uh, my good friend Dave Clement. Did you forget who I was? Well, I, 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 I almost called you David, and I was like, well, I guess now you go by Dave. Well, I have to, because now you would not believe the confusion I get. So we got Dave and David, and then uh, today we have our, uh, our first-time guest, uh, my good friend Matt Brown. Greetings. And um, we're going to be finishing up our Batman series. It's been a long time coming. We, we started it. I, I don't even remember when the first episode was posted. Mm, it was late last summer. I'm going to say August, yeah. maybe. It was... It's, it's been quite some time. But I'm so glad to get this done. Are you burnt out on Batman at all? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, Matt, you're probably just totally burnt out on Batman. Totally. <laughs> <sighs> what, I, what, what, well, when did, they, when did they announce that they were doing Batman Superman? Because that was when we started it. Okay, so who's it? They announced it at Comic-Con. Last year's Comic Con. Yeah, it's so been, been what, about a year. When is San Diego Comic Con? It was. Mm? We're camping. It came out the year, the week we were camping, which was in July. Mm. Okay. So. So we probably we started this in August. Hmm. I guess. Which it was your idea. Yeah, it was. So, I, I'm the guilty party here. Yeah. Not that I haven't enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it, but. Well, okay. yeah. I mean, I've definitely enjoyed it. The, some it's of these movies been, I hadn't seen. Yeah. And ages. Well, it's been such a long series. I'm going to say this is like a nine or ten part series. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because it's like almost half of our episodes. <laughs> I've gone through just updating thumbnails on the site. And I'm like, holy cow. We've only done, like this is uh, episode 39, I think. We're almost to 40. Woo! Yay. Just wait until you start reviewing the Land Before Time series. <laughs> <sighs> that We won't. We won't. <laughs> Unless unless Batman's in that, but I don't think so. No, <laughs> Batman before, before Batman. time. <laughs> in the beginning, God created the Batman and the Batman. So before we get into our big topic of uh, Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. uh, which is the movie we're going to be talking about, in case you guys haven't been following along. Whoops, watched the wrong movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, before we start talking about that, let's uh, see if there's any news. Anything happen lately, guys? And um, yeah, I'm a terrible geek. I haven't seen Captain America yet, so no spoilers on that. Yeah, um, I did see Cap 2. Um, I absolutely love that movie. It, I think it, uh, I think it's the best movie since The Avengers, and probably the second best Marvel movie. Um, and... And it's kind of weird that you haven't seen Cap 2 because you watched that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a weekly show for me, so, yeah. like, I, I Does can't Does it just... worry you that it spoiled anything? Because the more I think about it, I don't know that it necessarily spoiled... Do you watch the show, Matt? I don't have TV. Oh, well, then never mind. <laughs> have you seen Cap 2? I have not seen Cap 2. Okay, well, then I'm totally alone here. Um, so, you're the only one who has, like, an entire view of this yeah well because um mike who's not here i think he's got like rehearsal for his yeah he's musical in the producers, the producers. Yeah. um but 
I think seeing it, seeing the movie and then watching the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, I wouldn't necessarily say that it spoils anything from Cap because there's a lot more to the movie. Um, but I, I guess it's an extension of the mm-hmm. movie. So I don't know that it spoils anything. Um, if anything... They're going to just enhance each other. Right. You know? Yeah, I'm sure, like, once I do end up seeing Cap, which hopefully will be sooner than later, um, I just haven't had money. Right. Uh, yeah, once we... I, once I do end up seeing that, I'm hoping I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I see what happened there. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of cool because they do kind of fill... They inform each other. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, speaking of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that show has just kind of taken off all over again, and it's, I mean, I guess we can kind of talk about it. I, I want to talk about it once the, the whole first season is over, mm. but are you back on board with this? Because I know you were just kind of like, eh, well, I, I'll watch it because it's Marvel. I do think it's gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm really excited now that... Um, I feel like they're going to be delving more into, uh, like, the supernatural stuff of the of the Marvel Universe just because yeah. they've uh, gotten into the, uh, the the fridge. The, yeah. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. yeah. Fridge. <laughs> we'll have comments. It's not like we don't have friends that don't do a podcast about the show. Right. So, yeah, I think it's the fridge. Um <laughs> The deep freeze stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> the grocery store, the dairy aisle, whatever. But yeah, since they've uh, gotten into that and uh, more of that is... I mean, I, I'm trying to talk about this without spoiling it for anyone. Yeah. Uh, but s- since somebody has gotten into the fridge right. and, and gotten some of it out, I feel like they're going to be talking about that more. Yeah. And plus, I feel like the writing in the last few episodes have been a lot stronger. Yeah, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's... I mean, everything's coming to a head, because we're down to, like, the last four, three or four three episodes. Because yeah. we're recording on a Tuesday, so there's an episode tonight, and I think there's only three more episodes left for the rest of the season. Something like that. Something like that. So, um, it's definitely getting better. Um, man, I feel like I've been so out of the loop on on geek news and we really I mean it's been a while since we've done any mm-hmm. news um did you hear about Spider-Verse did you guys hear about that it's like a where they're like bringing every, every Spider-Man, Spider-Man ever they're putting it in one miniseries so oh, like we're talking you know Peter Parker Spider-Man Superior Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099. But, but are we... Is, is Superior Spider-Man... Which I... What? When we record this, as of last Wednesday, Superior Spider-Man is over. And I don't... I forgot about that. Yeah. Did the, you read that issue? I yet? did. I read it. Um, good? It was good. Okay. I, the, I feel like it's definitely like a bridging point between Superior and Amazing. Yeah, amazing cool. launches like next week. Okay. Um, so I... It wasn't as strong as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Really, the end of the uh, of the issue before uh, was really a good like ending point. I felt like okay. So this is more just a transition. Then? Yeah, that's kind of how I. I mean, there's, I there's a big part with Spider Man and like the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, so some stuff happens there that really kind of does end the actual storyline. But as far as 
Peter Parker coming back. That happened at the end of the last issue. Okay. So I felt like hmm. that might have been a good place to be like, okay, let's <laughs> let's go back to amazing. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know all the... De- Actually, I've listened to another podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, but where they actually, the, the guy actually sat down, he was part of, like, the, the, the conference call that Marvel has with the press and stuff like that. And they listed, I mean, cause, um, Dan Slott is writing Spider-Verse, or mm. co-writing, something like that. Um, it's kind of his, his, his baby. But apparently any and every Spider-Man ever is gonna be in this miniseries, and mm. I don't know what to think about it, um... I would, because, and it doesn't start until, like, October, November, but, so, hopefully it gives enough time for Peter to come back and kind of get used to being Peter again. Get his groove back. Yeah, because... How uh, Peter got his groove back. (laughs) that's the thing. (laughs) Comic book heroes are never dead. Yeah. They're always off in some other universe or parallel universe. Unless it's the ultimate universe. Right. Where dead is dead. Right. Until it's not. Until they clone somebody and bring them back with their consciousness. No, it's... Or they time travel. Time travel. I I think there's only been, like, one, maybe two characters in the Ultimate Universe that have actually come back from the, quote, dead. Mm. But they weren't actually dead. Um, like, I think Iron Man was considered dead at one point. Mm. Um, I, I didn't regularly read the Marvel books. Yeah. Um, until recently... So, I don't know. But I have heard that in there they do try to make it where if you die, you are dead mm. for good. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Spider-Verse sounds interesting, but at the same time, it could be a train wreck. And I'm kind of... I don't know. I'm not... I'm As a reader, I'm not big into events. Like, you know, <laughs> if, if I'm reading Spider-Man, I just want to read Spider-Man. Mm. I don't want to have to stop reading Spider-Man in order to read another 10 to 15 books. And we talked about this quite a few episodes ago when um, the Infinity storyline mm. came out. It was just, the, I mean, at one, I think there were like thir- 20 to 30-some books. Yeah, I mean, that was and where I... Was I like, That's ridiculous. You can't... That was where I kind of stopped reading event books because yeah. they were just... So many. It felt like Civil War all over again. Yeah. It's like Civil War was huge. There were so many tie-ins. I think, honestly, I think this should be a topic for another episode. Um, just to really talk about um, the state of comics, just from a reader's point of view. Because um, I, I feel like I have a lot to say about it. Um, because uh, comics the way they are, just to throw a blanket on it, comics the way they are right now, um, it's getting to a point where I don't want to read them. I think I'm starting to direct more toward I'll just wait until the trade comes out than reading them every month or every other week, depending on what they are. Right. And, I mean, we could definitely talk about this at another time, but yes. I do feel like issues are being more and more like written for the trades, mm-hmm. where if you could simply just wait for the trade and probably mm-hmm. enjoy the story yeah. a lot more than where you read an an issue and you're like, well, this is such a small, ant-sized part of this whole story yeah. that I don't even appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Well, and see, that's, I mean, here, going on to a tangent here, but that's the reason I like Marvel Unlimited, hmm. because I can read so much. I mean, I've said before, you know, within the first month that I had that service, I, w- I read 50 books. 
you know, and if you think about it, it is a lot of books, but at the same time, it's not, because you could pick up a trade, and that's either six or twelve books, depending on, you know, the the series and the story arc, so... Um, let's uh, let's move on before yeah, we. I I don't think I have any other news. Um, Matt, any any news? Oh, the Walking Dead spinoff series is coming out this year. I've heard books this or the TV show. TV show actually, oh, really. And issue twenty seven is supposed to be focusing on a new group of survivors instead of Rick and his gang, so we'll see. Hmm. see 44 he- pages, twice the size of a regular issue. I've heard that, but like I, do, I don't know. I won't believe it until I read it. <laughs> uh, when we're recording this, uh, the issue that comes out of The Walking Dead tomorrow is the end of the all-out war. and um, Which is 26. Yeah, I think 26. so. Yeah. Which is the one right. you were just talking about? 27. Well, one 27 comes out one twenty May 127 right. comes out May 14th. Something like that. In May sometime. Yeah, 14th, okay. I think. So we'll see what happens at the end of All Out War and go from there. Which, I, if you think about it, Walking Dead's been going on for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of time that they kind of like... Maybe Rick and his gang, maybe they get annihilated and yeah. all at war. Well, Kirkman's always said nobody's safe. He's like, right. I might kill Rick off, I might not. And I mean, I haven't read mm-hmm. for such a long time, but... I don't know. Interesting. I, I've always kind of hoped that that during all at war, Rick would die, and that they would just kind of... Um, transition? Transition to concentrate on, like, Carl. And maybe Carl has a new group. Mm-hmm. And, or, like, they jump ahead in time. To where, like, and I think um, I I got this idea from our local comic book shop runner. Um, he he said, "Yeah, I think what they should do is they should kill off Rick and then go a certain amount of years into the future, and then Carl is older and he's gained some experience, and now you get to see a world well after what's going on, where mm. maybe the maybe things the are dead starting are, to redevelop right. and." Well, what they said, what they're planning on doing for the TV spinoff, um, it's not going to feature any of the characters you know. It's all going to be new people in a different part of the country, hmm. which I think would be interesting to see. Maybe Canada, maybe like a bigger state, maybe like California, how the plague is, you know, progressed and happened there. The outbreak instead of you know rural town Georgia, or I mean, they've only showed Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And they never really delved into what happened in the big cities during mm-hmm. the outbreak or anything right. like that. Hmm. I mean, interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't think the comics, if they're gonna show a whole new group in a different part of the country, I think maybe mm-hmm. it's gonna be a new group that stems from. And there might be new characters. Who knows? Right. There might be some of the old ones that linger. Yeah, I feel like if they, if they do too much with like spinoffs and stuff, then the franchise of The Walking Dead might suffer. Like, if they start making separate books, like The Walking Dead, the other series. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I have not caught up on season four of the show, um, but with this spinoff, are you guys interested in seeing a spinoff? Or, because for me, I mean, I think I've watched the first half of season four, and it's just, it's okay. Um, season three was just okay. Um, so for me, I'm really not interested in seeing a spinoff of a show that I really don't care for. 
I mean, it's okay. Like I said, it's just okay. Season three for me was a was extremely disappointing as far as like the season finale. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it built so much up and then nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I think season four was definitely a redeeming of the TV show, but I feel like if they started doing spinoffs, it'd kind of be like. CSI, CSI Miami, <laughs> CSI New York. Walking then, Dead Portland. Yeah. It, I think it'd be too much of a cluster. They should just stick to the same. I mean, if you've got the same people on season after season after season, mm. uh, I mean, there's only so much you can do before it starts to get a little stagnant. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, Lost, Lost, they were killing people off like every season. So. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that after a while, Lost kind of got kind of got to the same place where they're just like, well, okay, and now they're just making stuff up. Yeah. So, but I feel like with, I mean, The Walking Dead, as long as you keep, you know, showing new characters or new points of view, new areas, you can mm-hmm. you can make it last a while. Because it's not so much about the zombies as it is the human struggle, so mm-hmm. seeing different types of... And now that they've, spoiler alert, kind of alluded to, we'll just say that they're cannibals in season mm-hmm. four, that... That's a whole new issue that they haven't really had to deal with. Hmm. Conscious cannibals, I guess. Right. Hmm. I I think it could be interesting a spinoff just because like the uh, the video game, the the Telltale game, mm. kind of showed things from a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, what's going on in this world? So to see like a TV version of like a different perspective that's outside of Rick's group, um, I think it'd be really interesting as long as they do it the right way. I don't want to see a a show about the farm again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said Kirkman's going to, I think he's going to co-produce and he's going to be, you know, co-writer. So as long as he's, you know, involved in making sure everything's legit. Because, mm. I mean, tell, like, going back to the Telltale games, that's probably one of my favorite, top five favorite video games of all time. Mm. As far as, you know, gameplay was a little iffy, but storyline, I love the story. Yeah. love the characters. Very rememberable characters. <laughs> and and it was something new, like with with the TV show. I mean, not the spinoff, but with the actual like TV show, The Walking Dead that we have right now. Even though it is a lot different than the comics, it's still a very similar storyline. A lot of similar things are happening. Usually, you can kind of see where they're going towards uh, if you've read the comics. Whereas, like in the Telltale game, there were some like brand new brand new things happening in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I just, I think it would be nice to see something completely different happen. Cool. Um, okay, let's talk about Batman. Finally, let's just get this out of the Let, way. Let's, let's dive in. Okay, so, jeez, um, so glad this is over. <laughs> um, so, the Dark Knight Rises, um, let's see, I'm trying to, it came out July 20th, 2012, can't believe it's been that long. Um, see, to me it seems longer. Yeah. When I was looking, longer, yeah. when I was looking and I saw that it just came out like two years ago, Yeah. it's like, wow. It's like it's been out forever. Yeah. It's like the Dark Knight, though, came out like... 2008. I know, it feels like it's been like ten years. Yeah. Yeah. It's like episode three. <laughs> <laughs> came out so long ago. <clears throat> Um, and of course, Christopher Nolan, written by David S. Goyer and Christopher Nolan and Jonathan Nolan. Um, we get the same core cast, plus we add Anne Hathaway, Tom Hardy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Marion Cotillard, 
And I think that's it as far as new characters go. Um, and it's been eight years since uh, Batman rode off into the sunset um, being chased by police officers um, after, quote-unquote, killing Harvey Dent. Um, so that's just kind of a brief recap. What do you guys remember your reaction walking out of the theater with this movie? Walking out of? Like from anger or finishing the movie through? <laughs> did, no, did you did you leave know. halfway through? <laughs> That's just stupid. Like this isn't even about Batman. <laughs> Wait a minute! I'm not watching Batman. Um, I I remember enjoying it, and it was kind of like a like when when they got to the twist at the end. I don't. We're spoiling. I don't care if people haven't seen it. I don't care if you haven't seen it by now. You might not <laughs> see it ever. <laughs> Why are you listening to this podcast if you haven't seen it? Well, um, when um, uh, what what was her name? Uh, the girls. Which girl? Uh, the, There's a couple girls. Talia. Yeah, Metalia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when they had that whole twist where like she was the daughter of Ra's al Ghul, mm-hmm. and which she is. Right. Which she is. <laughs> right. <clears throat> right? <laughs> In the comics, yeah, she is. So. Anyway. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, when, when that all happened, um, at the time when I first saw it, I was like, oh. And, like, I didn't even concentrate. By the end, I wasn't even concentrating on the fact that, like, oh, Batman's still alive. Really? Uh, you had. That was not the thing going through your mind? No, when you my mind was like. Oh, so the other hot chick was Liam Neeson's daughter. That's awesome. Is that what was going through your mind? Is that what you're saying? Something like That's that. That's what I'm hearing. The other hot chick. The other hot chick. You're so focused on, from the comics, Bane actually escaped from the prison. So you're like, mm-hmm. oh, of course. They're trying to make it in as he's Ra's al Ghul's son. Cool. And then they're like, no, just kidding. <laughs> Stabbed. So, so I mean... that. You were just thinking about I mean, Mary I, and Cody Arden. That's that's all that was, that was going it. on mm-hmm. in your mind. No, um, I mean, <laughs> it, it was kind of interesting that they decided to go that route where um, Batman does survive. Or did he? He did. I mean, I mean, I, I, I say that he does too. I'll argue it until the death that he does. <laughs> I mean. Like, like Matt and I were talking about this while we were watching it a little bit earlier today, and um, if he didn't survive, then like, why would they? Why would they do the the whole like autopilot was fixed six months ago? Yeah, that's that's always been my reasoning. Um, so Plus the pearls uh, missing, right? So overall, were you were you happy with the the way that Nolan finished up the trilogy? I was, yeah. Um, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was a good film. You know, it wasn't like, for me, it wasn't like earth shattering, like The Dark Knight. Like I, I loved The Dark Knight. I thought it was an amazing film. So to this, it was just kind of like a, eh, that was that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It took me, I had to see it a second time to really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I think that The Dark Knight set the bar so high that I was expecting so much more. It was like, oh, this is the last one. They're going to go, you know, all in and make it crazy. Mm -hmm. But it was like, 
I don't know. I left there kind of wanting more. Yeah. I I mean, it was like, okay, that was, it was good. It had some good visuals, good story. I mean, they really showed the sacrifice that Batman makes for his city, but mm. it was like, that's it. Yeah. Um, that's it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, that's how I left the theater. I can remember going and seeing it in IMAX down in Indy and, uh, it's a beautiful movie. Mm. I mean, visually, well, yeah, well directed. Um, Wally Feister does a fantastic job with cinematography, and I haven't seen Transcendence, but I don't know that I want to talk about that movie. I heard it was crap, which oh, is so sad. Cool. I thought it looked cool, um, but it's it's visually it's a beautiful movie. Um, but for me, yeah, there's something just missing. Something. I don't know if the movie was originally supposed to be longer than than almost three hours that it is, um, but there's just something is missing. I don't know if it was an emotional element or what. I cannot put my finger on it. I it think just... with The Dark Knight, they focus so much on the Joker and Batman, mm-hmm. their struggle. With The Dark Knight Rises, they had the Batman and his struggle... Batman and Catwoman, Batman and Talia, Batman and Bane, Bane and everybody else, Bruce Batman and, and Bruce and Alfred, yeah. Batman and Robin. So they had, I think they had a whole lot of story that they were trying to tell in only two hours. Do you think it suffered from Spider-Man 3 syndrome? Maybe? I, yeah. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. <laughs> I don't think it's we, quite as bad yeah, as Spider-Man We are 3. not comparing The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> To Spider-Man 3. No. An example, I didn't burn my copy of Dark Knight Rises. (laughs) I I think they tried, yeah, they tried to pack it so full of characters. They're like, man, this is the last one. We better Mm -hmm. put in all this stuff or the fans will get really mad. Yeah. Because in the comics, I mean, Bane is, Bane's a pretty tough guy. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's, they don't really make him out to be the ringleader in The Dark Knight Rises. Kind of Tali is the ringleader. Mm -hmm. But in the comics, he's like, you know, a master tactician, master, master, master martial artist, and all this. Um, and they kind of didn't really go into that. He's just kind of like they build him up, and then he's just kind of the pawn the whole time. But he, but he's not really a pawn either, because like you can tell, how, like he's a very intelligent mm-hmm. character. Yeah. But he's like not he, calling the shots. But he knows what he's doing. Which, like, and since we've since this is our Batman series, and we've reviewed. Some other movies like the Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one with Bane, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't even talk. About it. <laughs> right. Right. But in, in in Batman and Robin, um, they made Bane just like this stupid like. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. He, yeah. Like, the only thing he says is Bane. Yeah. And um, but Bane is like Bane is an intelligent character. Like he's he may not be like the number one bad guy for yeah. Batman or anything. Well, the thing is is. Bane in the comic books is so sophisticated. Mm. I mean, he's he's almost like what could have happened to Bruce Wayne if um, he went bad and then, you know, got took, injected. Took steroids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what he is. Um, I mean, he's a really smart guy. Yeah. Intelligence-wise, he's right up there with Batman. Yeah, and then... and, and see... For me, watching this movie again, I feel almost like 
he knew some of what was going on as far as what Talia had planned. But then in the end, I feel almost like he kind of got played by her. You know, because I, I think, you know, uh, Talia and, and Bane, they have a relationship. Mm. And it's almost like, for him, it was supposed to be more than what it turned out to be. Like, like she's just... She kind of manipulated him knowing yeah. that he loved her. Yeah, and he would do mm. anything that she asked him to. Mm. Or, which is right. another whole story that they tried to tell along with yeah. all the other stories, which <laughs> it kind of gets muddled up in yeah, there. Yeah, there's a few different sources. I mean, going into story, you have Nightfall, um, that series, which is big. That's what everybody was looking forward to in this movie is the moment when Bane breaks Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have... Which you did. Right. Which was awesome. Now, Nightfall, I actually don't care for that storyline. It was not as good as I think people made it out to be, in my opinion. But then you have The Dark Knight Returns. Um, it, it borrows elements from it. I don't think the storyline is anything based on it. But just, um, I know there's a few other things, too, that they've pulled out. Um, but there's a lot to talk about in this movie. Um, for me, when I was watching it, and you know, while I was watching it, I was kind of going through and um, seeing what other people were saying about it. Because... W- when I walked out of the, the theater, I can remember kind of being disappointed. Like, this isn't as good as The Dark Knight is. I mean, um, The Dark Knight, in my opinion, is the best of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which I think is the opinion of most people. I, I yeah. yeah. Just because the Joker was such a fantastic character done by someone that you wouldn't have thought would have been able to do that. Yeah. Well, and for me, too, there's something visually appealing about The Dark Knight over The Dark Knight Rises. and mm-hmm. I, It is darker. Yeah, and it's weird. Like, when... I mean, I can think of all these movies, and they each kind of have their own color palette, and for whatever reason, The Dark Knight just... It's more appealing to me than either of the other two. Um, but one thing that got pointed out in a review um, that was... You know, they basically trashed the movie. Um, but if you remember... There's a shooting in Aurora, Colorado, the night that it opened. Mm-hmm. And I can remember hearing about that because I think I saw it the night it opened, but I didn't hear the news until the next day. Um, do you guys think about that at all when you watch this movie? Because the review that I saw was like, every time somebody watches this movie, they're going to remember that that happened. I don't think that's the case. Like, I like I, I remember that it happened. Right. Um, but it's not like a top of my head like I don't associate the movie right. with okay. with the killing no right now I do remember when I first heard about it I didn't know if like there was like a publicity thing going on and it was like fake news or something mm. uh, because it just sounded so like so terrible yeah that it was like well maybe there's something going on with like a a fake bane or something okay because uh, I didn't know if for you guys at, and and at any time whether you know when it was when you saw the movie in the theater or since you've watched it a couple times or whatever if it had tinged the story at all um it doesn't affect me at all I mean yeah I remember that it happens but when I put this movie in my blu-ray player that's not the first thing I think of no. cuz honestly if that was the case I'd never watch it mm-hmm. you know um so I was just I was kind of wondering about your opinion. It's not like we're watching Bowling for Columbine or anything like that. Yeah. Or Flight, what, 93? Yeah. 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 Um, 
does this movie work as a standalone movie? Could you just forget the other two movies and watch this one? No. I don't think so. Just because everyone would be like, well, why is Batman hiding? What happened between him and Harvey Dent? Did Harvey mm-hmm. Dent go off, you know, bonkers? Or... Who's Harvey Dent? Right. I mean, yeah. if you were if you were brand new to the series, if you'd maybe seen a few comics, you're like, oh, Two-Face's name is Harvey. But mm-hmm. they, they only showed Harvey Dent's portrait. They never showed right. all. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I really don't think so. Okay. What about the other two movies? I mean, obviously, the Batman Begins has to work by itself because mm-hmm. Nolan never anticipated doing another movie. Um, but does The Dark Knight work as a solo movie? I mean, if, could you strip off I think Batman could. Begins I think, and watch yeah, it? Yeah, you could because they don't mention... They don't mention really any of the other guys from the first movie. I mean, I like, they, they like, show Crane, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. I mean, if you he comes out wearing the mask, you know. Oh, hey, Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't mention you know Ra's al Ghul, which I I don't know if he's necessarily that popular from the comics. Like if right. he just went up to someone, it's like, hey, you know who the Joker is? Yeah, you know who Ra's al Ghul is? Nah. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, that was one problem that I had with this movie because you can take Batman Begins and watch it by itself and be fine with it, be happy with where it where mm-hmm. it ended and everything. Um, with The Dark Knight, you can do the same thing. Um, but this movie, I think that's a big problem that I have with it. It's, And this is where I feel like you know Christopher Nolan and David Goyer and Jonathan Nolan, where they, they just kind of drop the ball, and they rely too heavily on the stuff that they've made before. And they're trying to tie everything up when... In the beginning, Christopher Nolan never had any intention of doing a trilogy. He did Batman Begins, he said, okay, whatever. And then he does The Dark Knight, okay, whatever. I mean, I mean, you think about the time in between The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, I mean, that's four years. So, that's, that's my biggest problem with this movie, is they just, it's got sequelitis. Um, see, I, I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. Just because since when they made it, they knew, like, well, okay, we are making this, and it is going to be the last one. Right. And and it had to it had to take stuff from the previous movies, just because it is the third in a sequel. Even if that's not what he, uh, or, uh, yeah, even if that's not what he meant to do to begin with, mm-hmm. um, that's what he did. So... To not have so many connections to the previous movies? Well, I feel for... For me, I feel like it's... It's not... I mean, you can have ties to the other two movies, but they rely so heavily on what happens in the last two. I mean, you think about it. um, Talia means nothing to you if you've never seen Batman Begins. I think... It relied on aspects of the second one, but it it more heavily focused on the first one mm-hmm. and the mythos of Batman becoming who he is and his teacher teaching him and that, that whole I mean this the whole trilogy comes full circle. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Dark Knight probably could have been left out and it would just be those two movies and it still would have come full circle. Well mm-hmm. then you also have the aspects of like um like Harvey Dent is I mean that's a huge part of the movie, just because without, like, the Harvey Dent Act, you have all those criminals that are locked up because of that. 
Uh, you have the whole city thinking this lie, like Harvey Dent was a hero, mm-hmm. and they used that like as a pretty huge aspect of the film. Mm-hmm. Then another part was the death of Rachel, like with the reason he went like into hiding and stuff. Um, not only just because he felt like the city didn't necessarily need him anymore, but because he was hurt because like Rachel was dead, yeah. and he felt like he failed. Yeah. I feel like the third movie is always a bad time to introduce a lot of new characters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially characters that, like uh, Robin and Catwoman, mm. they kind of introduced them, but they didn't really have a huge effect on the film. Right. Like, we all know, hey, Robin eventually takes the mantle as Batman when Batman breaks his back, but they kind of introduced him, he kind of helped out a little bit, and then they showed him at the end, but nothing happened, mm-hmm. and if this is, you know, the last in this they kind of just wasted, I think, you know, movie space on, on Robin. And Catwoman, I mean, she she kind of helped the plot along a little bit, but yeah. it's more for fans of like, we want Catwoman and we want Robin. Right. And right. It's more eye candy than anything else. Yeah, I definitely feel like they could have cut, like, out of the entire movie, they could have cut those two characters out, and it, this movie still would have been great, you know? Like it's not great I, it might have been. I feel like it might have been better because you're not trying to focus on who's this punk new, you know, cop and who's you know. Well, I mean, you know who Catwoman is, but she right. didn't really. She was kind of a traitor mm-hmm. that, and she always had smudgy lipstick. So, <laughs> well, that's kind of that was a good segue because I wanted to talk about characters next because, um, I mean, we have really we have a completely different Bruce Wayne and Batman in this movie. Uh, we have one that is eight years older. Um, he's he's um, I saw it somewhere. He's soft, you know. He's he's not as he's not he hasn't been training in the last eight years. He's been obviously working on his archery. Been deteriorating. <laughs> I feel like you you watch the movie and it's crippled Batman becoming Batman becoming crippled Batman becoming Batman and then dying. Mm. So. Or not dying. Well, well, we know he doesn't die, but that's how they kind of betrayed. Oh, he died. Right. Um, So it's not, I guess, Batman on screen, they're, what, 40 minutes total in the whole movie? Yeah, there's not much. So it's more like, it should have been called, like, Bane's Rebellion. (laughs) Some of the Dark Knight. Yeah. (laughs) The Dark Knight appears. The Dark Knight rises in the last 40 minutes. (laughs) That was the full title, actually. <laughs> like, Let's cut that down a little bit. <clears throat> um, are you happy? I mean, are, are what are your thoughts on on this Bruce Wayne? I mean, you guys kind of talked about it a little bit goofing, but what are your thoughts, David? <sighs> well, I know you were supposed to take the lead on this episode. I've got curses. Let me just you put this the out there. I feel like <laughs> in the comics there wasn't a lot of instances where Batman gave up. Yeah, he never gave up. Even when he retired in the Batman or the Dark Knight uh, Returns, he always wanted back in the action. He like mm-hmm. hated that he was old and soft, and he still you know would shave his mustache and dream about being in his tights. <laughs> I feel like in this, Batman just gave up. Yeah. Like he was like, I I'm not good enough. Wah, people died, and like his whole career in the comics people always died like he lost mm-hmm. like five robins yeah yeah well not all of them died but there were like five robins mm-hmm. you know people died there was casualties but he kept on 
And that's kind of what I like about the movie, the whole trilogy, because all the bad guys, you know, that broke him, mind, body, spirit, and he kept coming back. And then this one, he's just kind of like, you know, my girlfriend died. I quit. <laughs> I yeah. feel like it was kind of like Spider-Man, how he's always quitting. Like, I don't want to be Spider-Man anymore. And Batman no more. Yeah. Cow in the trash. I, so I, I feel like it's... It didn't really do... the. It didn't really do Batman justice, I think, mm-hmm. that Bruce Wayne quit. Because he's always... He keeps coming back. That's always like... He always fights. Mm. Yeah. He didn't come back until Alfred was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I I don't believe in you anymore. Because <laughs> I mean, even he says that the Batman wasn't needed anymore. But there's obviously still crime and still things that's going on that the Batman's always needed. Right. See, I I have to go toward to the end of the movie for this. I don't feel like that's the ending that that this Batman deserves. I don't. I don't feel like he should be able to go out in a blaze of glory. Because for me, when we're reintroduced to Bruce, he's just kind of a baby. Like, he's just kind of like, I'm just, I'm going out to be Batman because I'm throwing a fit. I don't care what you say, Alfred. Even though Alfred makes a good point, you know, that, you know, you don't really understand. You're going to, more than likely, you're going to die going back out there because you're not trained, you are in really bad shape, and the only reason I'm telling you this is because I don't want to see anything bad happen to you. Um, but yet, I feel like he just kind of goes out as a whiny brat. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't hate this movie. That's not what I'm saying. No. but There's worse. But it's... Spider-Man 3 was worse. But that that ending is just, it's not deserved. Not for me, at least. I mean, the legend will live on, and that's what Batman wanted, was to become a symbol, not necessarily tied to a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, his legacy will live on through Robin, but he quits. Right. He quits and moves to Mm -hmm. France or whatever, and... yeah. And what a lousy way to hand down the mantle. Here's some coordinates, uh, follow them, and um, bye. Walk away, you know? That's it. He's like, I'm done. Well, hey, hey, maybe maybe we didn't see everything. Maybe there was like an... There are no deleted scenes where (laughs) at least stay there there and train him. And show him him how. Well, for crying out loud, Batman Beyond, which takes place, what, 20 years after Batman the Animated Series, Bruce is still around to to train Terry, you know? So it's like, for him to just be like, well, here's the keys to the Batmobile, see you later, I'm going on vacation with some hot chick I just met. Well, apparently anyone can drive the the Bat stuff, because... Catwoman just kind of climbs onto that cycle, and she's like, "I got this." <laughs> With that, he's tra- he's sitting there trying to tell her, and she's like, Shh, "You don't gotta tell me." She's like, "The directions are right here on the." <laughs> yeah, you like, don't really drive this thing anyway. You just put your hands here, and it you right, can right. go. You think where you want to go, right? So, um, speaking of Selena Kyle, now, did you guys actually consider her Catwoman in this movie? 
Because she wasn't Catwoman. She was Selina. She Kyle, was to me. Yeah, she's she, a cat burglar. She was a traitor mm, and yeah. a burglar, and right. that's pretty much it. I mean, well, that, that I mean, is she, Catwoman. she wasn't well, Catwoman. Catwoman, though. There's, a, I don't know. There was something besides the costume. Yeah, there's just something different. I don't know. Like, I think Catwoman should always have a whip, <laughs> and I don't know. They kind of made her more out to be like. Like I said earlier, eye candy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much a... I don't know. They didn't really make her out to be like... She wasn't a necessary character. She wasn't. They just kind of... She was TNA. That's pretty much what they put her in there for. I definitely feel like she was Catwoman, though, even though they never actually like call her that. Which I'm kind of glad that they don't. Right. Because mm-hmm. part of me actually wishes that they wouldn't say Batman. Because it just... It kind of throws off the realism. Because seriously... If some dude is here in town and we're all calling him Batman, the dude's nuts. Probably meth head or something. What else would you call him, though? I mean, he's wearing it. Call him the Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Oh, yeah. You remember? Hey, it's the... The, ba- <laughs> the Batman. The bat. Yeah, the Batman that's always walking around. <clears throat> that, that bad guy. The bag lady. The guy, <laughs> the guy with the cards. The... <laughs> Batman. Um, I actually I did like Selena Kyle in this movie though. I liked Anne Hathaway as as that character. Um, really phenomenal acting, and I, mean, I wouldn't say phenomenal, but I thought it was pretty good for her, given the fact that this is a pretty different role. And I mean, she's never mm-hmm. done a movie like this before. I think um, as an actress, she's she's a really good actress. She's grown up a lot since Princess Diaries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe this was a little bit out of her. Comfort zone, yeah. Well, I mean, um, even... especially for such a iconic character as Catwoman, because mm-hmm. Catwoman's been with Batman since you know it's like Catwoman, Batman, Robin. Yeah, I mean, since the beginning. But so. this also goes back to what you were saying: is they just kind of throw her in this movie, and mm-hmm. it's just like, uh... if they would have introduced her a little bit, and maybe the Dark Knight, maybe a little bit, just you know, maybe he goes to her for like some information because she's, I mean. That's what she does. Yeah. She's a spy and then yeah. burglar and all that. And then, you know, reintroduced her in this one instead of just be like, hey, here <laughs> she is. Oh, there she goes. And you see her in those tight spandex and you're like, what? <laughs> and, <laughs> well, or they just, they could have just left her out completely. I think, yeah. I I don't know. I think I would have preferred it if they left her out completely. Yeah. Well, and here's another problem that I have. Well, I have a lot of problems with this movie I didn't think of. <laughs> um... Okay, so throughout this movie, Bruce keeps coming back to, Rachel's dead. Rachel's dead. But then, at the end of the movie, he's with Selena. Boy, you got over that one fast. It wasn't really fast. I mean, it had been... How many years? Okay, he's he's been mourning for eight years. Right. And eight years after, after, you know, his girl dies, some new girl shows up and he's just kind of like... Yeah, I'll still complain that my girl's dead, but I'll, I'll go with this one. It just, it doesn't work for me. I I guess my, my only problem with the whole, like, relationship between the two is that I didn't feel like there was a lot invested in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I felt like, for the most part, they were just, like, two people who sort of knew each other, and then she set them in the, to the trap. And then, not much later, they're like, hey, you're hot. <laughs> I have a theory about why their relationship sparked so soon. 
or so quickly, I guess. Mm. He spent six months in a prison with all dudes. <laughs> so That's true. I'm, I'm thinking that probably had something to do with it. And if Talia <laughs> hadn't been the daughter of Ra's al Ghul, it probably would have been her. Well, he gets a lot of action in this movie as far as women. He's yeah. all like, Hi, ladies. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, he pulls a bond. Um, let's talk about Bane. Um, overall, what's your opinion of this character? Tom Hardy can do no wrong. That's my... <laughs> He's a babe. He's a babe. <laughs> He's my man crush. I'm just going to say it now. Right. Wow, that was really awkward. I'm going to go home now. <laughs> that, my first impression was that when I was sitting there in the theater for the first time and his voice came over, it took a while to get used to. <laughs> and even, yeah, even when I watch it now, it takes like it takes about 15 minutes for me to warm up to the voice again. Here's something I learned because I watched it on my iPad today. Put earbuds in, and his speech is more understandable. Well, when I watched it today like uh, on my TV, it, it didn't sound as bad as I remember it being. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if maybe like for the for like the DVD and Blu-ray releases, if maybe they fixed Re- the audio. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like they said when they when they filmed it. He had to go back and redo all of his lines because no one could understand him. Right. So to be able to voice act over, you know, sitting in the studio instead of being out there acting. Right. I mean, that's, I think that speaks to his yeah. ability as an actor. Mm-hmm. But I feel like his voice, the voice was, I don't know, they kind of like made it so loud that it was kind of the only thing you really noticed about him instead yeah. of. Yeah. Which, I like that they didn't give him, like, the, you know, Nacho Libre, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, because in the comics, he is... He's South American, which they kind of give him a Latin-type mm-hmm. accent, but mm-hmm. it's not like, like... It's like Latin, like, like Spanish Latin yeah. meets Russian. Like, when you really listen to it, there's, there's a little twist of Russian accent. Are you lost? David's having a panic attack. (laughs) You're worried about cats? I just have to make sure they didn't get out. If my cat disappeared, I would be the happiest man ever. Actually, do you want another cat? You can have ours. She's she's a great cat. No. Perfect. But I think they could have added a lot more. They could have explained some things about Bane that I think would have helped the story out. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they show the scars on his neck, and they show like the the catheter running into his spine. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an outtake where he's actually training in the, the League of Shadows headquarters with Raj al Ghul, and they never show that. Um, they cut it out of the, the film, and also his early versions of his mask. Yeah. Which I think if they would have showed that, I mean, it's only like a, what, like a eight-second clip, but I mm-hmm. think that would have added a lot to the to the story. Yeah. Um, do you... I mean, as a villain, I mean, although he's not, I mean, really as far as how much screen time he has, he is the villain. Um, he's obviously not the mastermind, but as as the villain of this movie, the featured villain, um, do you like him? I say yes. In the comics, I mean, the I'm glad that they didn't use Venom. They kind of adapted it to to realism. Yeah. Venom is Marvel. <laughs> but I, I feel like in every way he can match Batman and might yeah. even be superior to Batman yeah. as far as physically, which I liked. That every, is, yeah. Every film, like, 
Rajah Ghul, he was superior to Batman. Smarter, more, more, um, he had more experience. He taught mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Joker was different because Batman couldn't match him because he was something beyond Batman. He was just beyond Batman. Well, he's nuts. He's completely mm-hmm. crazy, and Batman didn't know how to. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know how to. To deal with it, do you you cray cray? <laughs> Physically, Batman could best him, but uh-huh. there was a certain they weren't on the same mental page, mm, right? Um, Batman and Bane are both extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bane's a little psycho, but not nearly broken like the Joker right. psycho. So I think they they match he, each other pretty well. I feel like he's not really psycho. He's just. Especially, like, at the end when you do find out he's basically following orders, that he's not psycho, he's just, he's following orders. Well, you know, plus they both have, they both have the same mindset because they're both taught to fight and to blend into the shadows mm-hmm. and from the League of Shadows. Yeah. So they have the same, as Bane said, they're, they're both initiated. Mm-hmm. So they, they're almost like, I guess, almost like brothers as yeah. far as... Yeah. Mentality wise, yeah. physically wise, I mean they're both. Yeah. Good. Uh, I mean, and the the whole reason that uh, Nolan decided to use Bane in this movie was because he wanted a villain that would match Batman not only mentally but physically. Blow for blow. Yeah. Um, the fight. That I I want to talk about the fight um, because if you're reading Batman, if you're reading the books, you see. The Bane, Batman, you know, breaking the bat. You see that coming before the credits even start at the beginning of the movie. You know, before, I mean, before anything happens, you know that that's coming. It is inevitable. Did that scene live up to your expectations? I thought it was pretty neat. I mean, one of the memorable parts about them fighting was that they were fighting in, like, the daylight. Mm-hmm. Um which Batman, you don't normally see him at, in, during the day. I feel like it was a good ad- adaptation to film. Obviously, they can't. Batman can't break his back because then they have to go into Robin taking on the mantle, and Batman takes <clears throat> how many years to, to heal up. Right. Um, I did like it because as the fight, as he started fighting Bane, he was super confident and you know doing all right. But then he slowly started to lose. Yeah. And that's that's what I like that he was you know trying to use all of his little tricks and everything, but mm-hmm. Rajah Ghul knows all these tricks. Bane's like, mm-hmm. I got this. You and know. then he starts to lose, and then you know the final blow is mm-hmm. he first you know he broke his pride that yeah. you know he couldn't beat him, and then he broke his body. Yeah. So yeah, I just um, by far one of my favorite scenes in this movie um, because it se- it speaks so much to. Um, Really, how much Bruce has changed um, in eight years? Mm-hmm. I mean, how out of out of shape he is um, mentally and physically. Um, like you said, you know, he starts out confident, and the longer that fight goes on, the more. I mean, you're seeing it in his eyes that he just he can't do it anymore. Uh, it's just, and it's interesting in that fight scene. There's no music. It's just mm-hmm. the sound of them fighting, and yeah. you can hear the struggle in Batman every swing. You know he's mm-hmm. you know hitting his he's fighting as hard as he can, and it's not enough to mm-hmm. defeat this new foe. Yeah, I can remember sitting in the theater and 
you know, when Bane's just, like, punching him in the head and you're seeing the mask, the cowl crack, and I'm just like, whoa. I mean, it was just, it was really cool. Now, the back-breaking part, it was okay. Like, you know, it wasn't as epic as it is in the comics. I, I think we all just kind of expected it. Like, you kind of, once mm-hmm. Bane starts, like, taking the upper hand in that fight, you kind of see it coming. Yeah, that could be it. I hadn't thought about it that way. I don't, they don't really, I mean... If his back was truly broken, he would have been paralyzed. Yeah. It was more like a dislocation. Yeah. So they, they wanted to put that in there for the fans, yeah. kind of like a, hey, here you go, you know, <laughs> a little hoorah to the comics. Right. But they want to make it work for the film. Mm-hmm. Right. So I I liked it. I thought it was, because you're like, oh, <laughs> here it comes. And then you get it. Yeah. Um, We don't have to talk about every character. Because um, some, like, Commissioner Gordon and... He's in a he's, hospital he's bed the majority still, of the time. He's still a commission. Yeah. Well, no, actually, he's just now the commission. He wasn't commission. Oh, I guess he yeah, was he commissioner. Because yeah. the, the Joker the, was the, the clapping scene. Right. Which was improvised, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Such a good... Yeah. <clears throat> Brilliant. Um, Lucius Fox really <laughs> hasn't changed. I mean, he's just... He's the guy that you have to have in there because he's the geeked. Yeah. You know, the geeked um, do, do you guys want to talk about Miranda mm-hmm. Tate? Talia at all. I mean, we've kind of talked about her a lot anyway. I could have... She was another character for me that didn't have to be in the movie. You could have made Bane, just merged her with Bane, and we're fine. You know, you don't have the betrayal at the end, but... Yeah, it's... It kind of makes the... I mean, if you know the comics, Talia was the only woman that Batman truly ever loved. Right. So I think that kind of made the betrayal at the end a little bit better for the the fans that knew the story. Okay. Um, that maybe, you know, this was his chance to kind of forget about Rachel and kind of find a new love life. And then, you know, when she betrays me, he's kind of like, I'll go for anybody. Here's <laughs> Selena. <laughs> right. Um, so, I, we kind of touched on it. The relationship between Bruce and Alfred. Um, this is absolutely my favorite moment in the movie where Alfred tells Bruce he's leaving. I mean, because you you really don't see it coming. I mean, Bruce is or Alfred is Bruce's faithful. You know, he's like, I you know I've mended your bones. Um, you know, I, I've taken care of you since you were eight years old, mm-hmm. and and now you've you've brought me to a point where I just have to say you're on your own. I, I, because I personally can't take any more suffering. I can't watch you suffer anymore. That's a really touching moment for me. Um, just watching it, I was just like I, I relived that feeling of watching it the first time. Well, I mean, with with that part, Alfred really kept going back to like Bruce was unwilling to move on. Mm-hmm. He was so caught up on not only like Batman, but Rachel, yeah, and everything that had happened that he wasn't willing to move on past Batman and he wasn't willing to move on to someone else. You know, uh, they go back to the whole uh, scene with Alfred and uh, in the distant place where he looks off and he sees them with the table. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how he imagined that so many times. Um, and at that point, Bruce wasn't ready for something like that. Right. You know, he was still... Wound up on Rachel. Rachel! <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the... I don't know. I love 
Alfred, but it's in the in the Dark Knight. You know, he tells he tells Batman to endure because you can take it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the in the Dark Knight Rises. He's kind of just like, you know, I can't see you do this. I can't watch you do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, is it just because Batman is kind of mopey and, you know, won't give up on the past? Or does he not think that he can honestly endure anymore, at least from Bane and all the and all that? Mm, yeah. Interesting. Um, another good part for me, I don't know if you guys have any other favorite moments... But when Bane is in the room with Doggett, and all he does is just, he lays his hand on his shoulder. Mm. Do you feel like you're in charge? That's it! Loved it. You know? <laughs> just so good. My uh, buddy Kyle was sitting next to me when that happened. He was like, dang! <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, because you could feel, you're like, oh, yeah. ego. Yeah. If some, you know, 300 pound seven foot tall dude mm-hmm. put his hand on my shoulder yeah. well and it's funny though because the way i gestured and the way you gestured because he does he doesn't put the palm of his hand on him he puts the the back of his hand mm-hmm. you know like i can't grab you just resting it on there like... i you know there's really nothing i can do to you just with my hand here but you have to realize you're not the one in control mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's so cool yeah. and as soon as he says that the guy <laughs> does leave yeah yeah <laughs> it kind of just shows because Bane's kind of arrogant, mm-hmm. very, very haughty and sure of himself. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of drives the character. That single, if he didn't say anything through the whole movie, just the way he walks and that gesture yeah. of control, you're just like, yeah. he's not someone to be trifled with. Which I think because of his ego and how in control he seemed throughout the whole movie, that's one of the reasons why the twist at the end where he's not really the one in yeah, control. That's, yeah. that's where it kind of took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was the the thing that was in my head when I was walking out of the theater. I feel like, yeah, he his death quote didn't really do him justice. Mm. It should have been him and Batman locked in Mortal Kombat until the end, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to have him blown away by Catwoman? Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. Know. I didn't. I didn't care for that either. Uh, but killed it, by a minor character. It, it, yeah. it seemed like a like a cartoon where like <laughs> the the uh, vehicle comes in from the side and just like pushes him out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For such an important character to the movie, it didn't do him justice at all. It would have been like Jim Gordon killing the Joker. Yeah. Or toppling the Joker. It's like, oh, Batman gets there too late. Oh, crap. You know. <laughs> yeah. Or or somebody even less than that. Like the mayor just runs him over with the car. Yeah. Dude! <laughs> <laughs> You're in the way, man. Sorry. <laughs> um... Wow, we're actually toward the end of this. Um, each episode for the Batman on Film series, we've talked about the gadgets in this movie. Um, we've we kind of revisit some gadgets. We get the Bat Pod again um, for a little bit, and I think it's cool to see Selena drive it, even though that is the most impractical vehicle ever driven by a human being. Um, but it's so cool. It is so <laughs> cool. It's a real vehicle too. They actually built yep. it for, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then we get the bat, or as we knew it as a kid, the bat wing. Mm-hmm. Um, or basically just a giant bug, is what it looks like. Doesn't really look like a bat. Looks like a giant bug. Um, and what else do we get? We get the knee brace. 
The yeah. knee brace. Knee brace. Now, the see, there's a the lot of <laughs> lot of people that are just kind of like, that's bull crap. That could never happen. And I'm just like, eh, you never know. Applied they have science. things like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So. What I liked is that in a lot of other superhero movies, like every movie, they've got a new suit, new high tech. Mm. This one, it's the same suit. Yeah. The whole series, they've only had two suits. Yep. Mm-hmm. The there's basic. The rubber neck and then the jointed neck. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. his. his his combat efficient suit, I guess, which I like that they kept that and they didn't go mm-hmm. into oh yeah, super high tech for fighting Bane. Right. Right. It's the same equipment he's had all along, except really the only now we got a grenade monster. <laughs> yeah. I've got servos <laughs> built into my arms. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, really the only new tech was that little tiny dart that he shot into that dude's neck. Oh, I forgot and, about that. And yeah. the Batwing, which I thought was cool because they. Used you know propellers and stuff, so it's pretty much a, a glorified helicopter. Mm-hmm. I do miss the bat um, tumbler. That yeah. was, mm. I mean, it, I guess they did show different versions of the bat tumbler. Yeah, the original army issue tumblers. But yeah, I, then, uh, I the, loved the tumbler. Yeah, and then like other people were using the tumblers, like the yeah, Bane's people. The Bane's people. Yeah. Um. So now that we're at the end of this series. The next Batman movie, I mean, aside from, like, animated things, because you have um, Son of Batman, I think, coming out. Um, The Son of Batman, is that... Damien? Okay, so it's not following the Sons of Batman from The Dark Knight Returns? I don't think so. I think it's going to be about Damien Wayne. It's based off, like, New 52, I think. Um, So, really, the next... Um, Batman movie we have is Batman, Superman, Superman, Batman, however you want to talk. Man of Justice Steel 2. League, whatever you want to call <laughs> Yeah. The, the movie that we keep talking about that has no title. Um, now Dark what? Knight versus Man of Steel. But now what? I mean, we're, we're, we're going into brand new continuity. As far as I know, I've heard rumors that they're wanting to use Nolan's universe, like, still be able to play with it and pull from it. But, I mean, really, we've got a brand new Batman. We're starting over again and throwing him into, you know, Superman's world. Well, there's no reason that they wouldn't be able to, like, use things that are inspired from the universe. I doubt they'll completely go, like, one for one, like Batman for Batman, just because of the way that Dark Knight Rises ended. Yeah. I don't see them being like, and now Batman's so coming minute, back. Wait a minute. What if... Ben Affleck isn't Bruce Wayne. He's John Blake as Batman. Whoa! That would... I blew my mind. I was just thinking about that, that that would be... I think that would be pretty pretty cool. Because, I mean, the Dark Knight kind of paved the way for maybe people that have never even heard of Batman, especially the younger generation. They're like... They didn't grow up with the comics. They never saw the Adam West TV show. So they're like, oh, Batman. This is Batman. So now that you know the whole the whole origin story showing him years later um, maybe an older Batman I, I'm assuming because what uh, Ben Affleck's what? he's in his 40s he's mm. mid 40s maybe so. yeah, they, they have said it's going to be an older version of the Batman where yeah. he's had some experience under right, his belt yeah. mm. so I think because um, John Blake in the is John Blake? yeah, yeah. in the film Wrong. what he's what I don't know how old they make him uh, to be a rookie I'm just trying to think rookies are usually what 20s? He looks like late twenties. I was gonna say yeah. twenty eight something. Yeah. So 
having him, you know, maybe maybe it's 10, 15 years later, mm-hmm. um, he would have been Batman longer than Bruce Wayne would have been Batman <clears throat> in the, <throat> the film. So I think um, I think that'd be a, a pretty cool yeah. little... Yeah. And it's, it's it, at this point, I mean, we're still a year and a half out from seeing the movie. Well, actually, we're about two years still. 2016. Which now they're saying that they might... Um, Move it again. Well, they, they might because they're talking about moving Star Wars closer to that date. So, I mean, it's going to be a crazy year. Will we I thought Star Wars was coming out 2015. Or did they... They moved that too. Did they? They're, they're moving everything. Well, because they're just, just now because there's shooting on both movies. Right. There's so much going on around that time. You got, like, um, Avengers 2... Is coming out, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Batman, Superman, and Star Wars. I mean, it's and it's a, um, it's a nerd's wet dream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's so much, but I mean, as far as Batman goes, and and this new movie, we can't really even speculate anything. We know nothing about the movie. We've seen nothing, like no images and nothing. Hmm. Um, I'm actually quite tired of hearing rumors about the suit. Mm. I just, I want to see it. It's like, why does it have to be under wraps? Show us that much. Because Which, I doubt Superman's suit's going to change much. Well, it, 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 it's probably to it. a suit to rival Superman's strength. Because you know... You know that they're going to fight first and then team up to fight a greater oh, yeah. evil. Which, that's every movie ever that has a superhero team up. Yeah. I mean, one thing you can count on, it's a continuation of The Man of Steel. Yeah. So the right. the prequel or the sequel to that. Yeah. So and, and since it is just like the first movie after the Man of Steel, I have a feeling it's going to mainly concentrate on Superman. Batman's going to be a secondary character. That's what I feel like because they haven't done enough in this universe to justify making a complete like one for one Batman and Superman film. Right. I feel like it's going to be Superman with Batman. Yeah, I feel like it, it might turn out to be like the Avengers, which was basically Iron Man with all the other Avengers. Um, I feel like they focused mostly on Iron Man mm-hmm. and the Avengers, and then Captain America. I feel like Superman is going to be Iron Man, and Batman is going to be more of a Captain America role. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, interesting idea. Well, we'll find out. I mean, we'll there'll be plenty of both in there, but it'll, you know, you you kind of know that Batman's kind of. He's not lead. He's now, is there anything from the Batman from Dark Knight Rises that you want to go into the future Batman? I'd say probably all the tech. Um, if they get too comic booky or too futuristic, they might. I don't know. Making comic book movies into you know, or making comic books into movies having that sense of realistic value I guess mm-hmm. kind of makes it a little bit I think it makes it more fun oh yeah I mean having aliens and blasters and lasers <laughs> that's fine for for like Star Wars where it's based in that universe mm-hmm. but having it from like oh we got this blaster rifle from outer space so <laughs> what do you think about Guardians of the Galaxy I had never even heard of Guardians of the Galaxy until they announced that they were making a movie I knew mm. about the raccoon thing I didn't know he was Guardians of the Galaxy mm. so. yeah. It was all new to me. I mean, I remember hearing rumors about the movie, and then a lot of, because <clears throat> I, I, 
I associate myself with some artist people on Twitter, and they were making Rocket Raccoon jokes, and I was just like, what? So I, See, I didn't know, know yeah. his name was Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Well, it's just Rocket. But... Wow. <laughs> he, he doesn't <laughs> like... He, he doesn't like being called Rocket Raccoon. Because he's not technically a raccoon. He just looks, looks like, like a, a raccoon. raccoon. Exactly like a raccoon. And... <laughs> he's a raccoon. <laughs> I'm a space raccoon, man! <laughs> anyway, let's not get on a conversation about Guardians. That's for another, another time. time. So that's it. We have completed the Batman on film series. I'm... I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Superman. Time for Superman. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Now, Matt, you are more than welcome to be part of future podcasts. Just, I told you that the other day, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, we... I like the series thing because it's an easy way to just go, I don't know what we're doing, you know? Right. So, um, we have gotten requests from, uh, Matt Anderson. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we, we have, have comments. We have feedback. Yeah, it's yeah. Like the first time in like 20 episodes. Yeah. So I, uh, just the other day I posted on our website, like, what are your thoughts on Dark Knight Rises? Because... Sometimes people get sick of hearing what Dave and I think, so um, I was like, hey, what do other people think? So, uh, Ben Avery said this, I have problems with this movie because it does sacrifice a bit of plot and character on the altar of them. Not a bad thing, necessarily, although it can be a bad thing. Ultimately, though, if the three films are taken on their own as a trilogy, it works nicely. It works on its own terms, works as a trilogy about the characters who are there for all three movies. They have character arcs, and it is mostly logical. And I love that they were brave enough to kill off their main character while passing the mantle to the new guy. Yes, that is my interpretation. (laughs) It is the only one that makes sense thematically and logically. I don't think we agree with you, Ben. I I think we... Well, there's a lot me and Ben don't agree on. (laughs) Um... Now, Matt, you don't know this, but um, that's been about ten episodes, about ten episodes ago, um, when we were doing Batman on film, um, Ben Avery, who does a couple podcasts that we listen to, and he's, um, he's, he's a good friend, he talked me into watching Catwoman, and he ruined my life. <laughs> oh, God. It's two hours of my life I will never get back. Um, but... But it also, it started the trend of the the bad movie. Yeah. So I do have to thank him, but there's a lot that him and I don't agree on. See, that, <laughs> I refuse to watch that because Catwoman was like my first comic book crush as a kid. It'll like, ruin I it. Loved, besides Batman, I love Catwoman. Oh, that, it will ruin so you. I, I promise. I refuse to... Halle Berry is... She hasn't been in anything that I've liked even as a Bond girl, I didn't like her. I'll see him be next. See, I, I don't mind Briefly. her as Storm. Storm, okay, she's alright because she speaks like twice. Yeah. And she fits the part. <laughs> like, Storm. What other black woman are you gonna have? Oh, right, is that what wow. you're saying? <laughs> no. You're, there's only so many to choose from. Wow. Maybe we should stop. <laughs> Maybe we should stop now. Who else should have? Beyonce. <laughs> Three white guys. I would have preferred and... Beyonce. I. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) back on topic. I think we've already all distinguished that we believe that he survives. Um, Yeah. 
Otherwise, why would they have put the whole part in there about the uh, the autopilot being fixed and right. the uh, pearls going missing? Mm-hmm. And the bat signal being fixed. Who else is mm-hmm. going to fix that bat signal? Who else knows that it's on that building mm-hmm. besides mm-hmm. Batman? And the way that Commissioner Gordon looks around like, oh my gosh, who did this? Mm-hmm. You know that... Because it hasn't been in commission for how long, and who's going to find it up there? Right. Yeah. The next comment is actually pretty cool, because um, I, I, I wouldn't know that. I'm really bad with literature. From uh, Ben DeNobo. De, De, De Bono. De Bono. <laughs> Dude, <this looks> <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Jeez. Uh, from Ben. The other Ben. The, yes, uh, the other Ben. Uh, DKR is quite possibly the best in the series. The very misunderstood. You can't properly appreciate the movie if you haven't read A Tale of Two Cities. Which I haven't. I haven't either. I have not. And so... So we don't properly appreciate this film. (laughs) So with that said, I actually have it in my audio book. None of us can talk today. (laughs) I have it in my audio book queue. I'm going to listen to A Tale of Two Cities and then rewatch this movie and probably still be confused and have the same opinion. (laughs) But... Anyway. Well, well, we... Ben, how about, if you're listening to this, um, tell us your thoughts on this movie. Like, completely. Based on A Tale of Two Cities and why that book makes this movie so great. You do know that that'll be like an hour-long comment. You know, that's okay. I'll, I'll we'll read just, it. We'll, 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 that'll be, it'll a, be an extra a episode. podcast of its own. It'll be a bonus episode. That's that, We could do that. Um, so... And yeah. that's all the feedback we have. Yes. So, thank you, Ben and Ben. Um, as I was saying, we need to decide on another series that we can tackle. It doesn't have to be a film series. It could be a something that has to do with the same genre or something like that. You could even do, a, like, a geeky book series. Oh, you want to do books? We can do books. Book club. <laughs> I geek this book club. I'm hey, I wouldn't be against that. I it's summertime, summer reading. So you're yeah. saying you actually have time to read books now? Because uh, last summer you could not get through Marvel: The Untold Story. Did you ever finish that? No. And somebody recently posted like a review of it, and I commented, and I was like, you know, I really need to finish that that audio book, but it, I have it on audio book, and that's why I haven't finished it, because it's been cold outside, so I haven't been mowing. Good excuse. And that's, that's when I listen to my audio books, is when I mow. When it's cold outside, I like to be inside reading a warm book. With a cup of tea. <laughs> reading it in a British accent. <laughs> Not listening to a book. <laughs> I listen to a lot of books because I can for the first three hours of my work day. You so might be listening to a lot of books coming soon. Yes. But, but that's for a future right. episode. David's going to be a professional book listener. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually getting out of the podcasting business saying screw all of you and I'm listening to books from now on and I'm going to, um, I'm actually not even reviewing them. I'm just getting paid to listen to books. So, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, that um, was all, all a joke. That would be awesome though. I'd that would be a good job. <laughs> I would totally do it. <laughs> anyway. Um, <clears throat> Audible, if you're listening. Actually, you... Speaking of books, let's just go ahead and plug this. If you go to um, geekthispodcast.com slash audible, I think, or get audible, something like that, um, or go to geekthispodcast.com slash sponsors, there's a link to audible and you can get a free audiobook. Um, Including 
marvelly untold stories. That's how I got my audio. Or, or Tale of Two Cities. Or Tale of Two Cities. And then we get money, and that helps me. And, and you get a free book. Pay the bill. Yeah, and you get a book. You keep it as long as you want. If you if you decide, man, I don't want Audible. I don't want to pay for anything. That's fine. You sign up. We you help us out a little bit. You get a free book. You can cancel it right away. Not charge you anything. That's what I done. I did that too. Anyway, um, help us figure out a new series to do um, because the series things are fun and it's easy to say I have nothing else to talk about so let's do part of the series. If you do recommend a series please make it a decent series. I don't mind if there's like one bad movie in the series like we had Batman and Robin in this one um, and I mean Catwoman but that doesn't really... We also had let's see we had Batman and Robin and we also had well I, okay Catwoman doesn't count that was right. my doing but yeah, so if, if so you do recommend a series, make sure it's not like all bad movies, because we well, want... Well, if you do have bad movies, you could let me know and I will review them by myself, so nobody else has to deal with them, but... Um, like Tremors. Actually, I have Tremors too in my list. Alright, so. well, we're going to wrap this episode up. This has been another fantastic episode of Geek This Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm David Hunt. I'm David Clements. And I'm Matt Brown. Yay, Matt. Thank you for being part of this. I appreciate it. It's fun. All right. Good time. See you guys later, and we'll talk to you next week. There's a, there's a bad movie review.